Novak Djokovic wins his 24th slam, winning the 2023 US Open title, winning three out of the four slams this year, and his fourth US Open title to boot. The Serbian has just matched Margaret Court's 24 Grand Slam titles at the apex of the sport. And on top of that, he now extends his lead in the men's Grand Slam race by two. Nadal, of course, is on 22, and it doesn't look like Djokovic is going to be caught anytime soon. What an incredible win for the Serbian. He managed to beat Medvedev 6-3, 7-6, 6-3. And it wasn't the classic that maybe a lot of people expected and thought it would be. But you know what? What I'm going to say is this was a very enlightening, I think, match. It was a very eye-opening match. Uh, Novak Djokovic proved why he again why he's such a great champion and also proved that he has what it takes to come through all of the obstacles that are put in his way and we're going to break it down a little bit from an analysis point of view as well because i've just done the live watch along for it thank you to everyone that tuned in for that it was a great watch and also great to have some of you in the chat as always uh, but yeah there's a few points to point out i think medvedev he definitely pushed Djokovic for periods of this match, but I don't think it was the type of performance that he had against Alcaraz. And that's partly down to Djokovic and the way that he played and how he executed his game plan, but also partly down to the fact that I just think Medvedev didn't play as well as he did against uh, Alcaraz form-wise as well. So let's talk about the match a little bit. And... What we're going to do is we're going to talk about the match and then I'm going to talk about what this might mean for Djokovic moving forward and is he going to slow down anytime soon and also, (laughs) you know, just the records as well. Uh, So before we do actually get into that, I want to talk about one thing, which is the fact that he had the Mama Mentality number 24 jersey. Uh, So the reason why he had that is two reasons. One, because Kobe Bryant, who he was really close with uh, before he passed, uh, was... Wearing the 24, wore the 24 jersey uh, when he, yeah, won the NBA with the LA Lakers. So uh, it was to, yeah, I mean, it's a really, it's a really incredible gesture to, in memory, really, of Kobe Bryant, which is fantastic. And he also said that he helped him through a lot of times uh, in terms of being able to talk about the winning mentality and coming through injury, etc. So they clearly had some sort of bond, which is very incredible to hear, especially from two players in different sports doing that, which is which is great. Uh, and I'm sure his family would have been touched by it. Uh, he also had the 24 jacket as well, which him and his whole team in the box were wearing. Uh, looked like a, uh, you know, like a, a choir band. But look, the shirt, I really liked the, the jacket I thought was much better than the 23 one but I mean that's much the muchness so let's get into the match then so look I mean we can break it down different ways uh, but to start off I think it's pretty fair to say that second set which is the tiebreaker was where the match was won or lost in the sense that a lot of people in the chat when we were watching the match were saying look whoever wins the second set is going to win the match now I don't necessarily think if Medvedev won that he would have won it, but I do think we probably would have got about, I, I think personally, we would have got five sets. Uh, that was my my thoughts on it and my feeling. Uh, Medvedev had two set points. Uh, the first set was pretty solid from Djokovic. Medvedev didn't really have a sniff. He didn't have any breakpoint opportunities. He had a lot of 30-year games, but Djokovic was just so clutch in those 30-year games. And a lot of the times... 
he was coming out on top uh, was because he was managing to then win that point and go 40-30. He didn't have to save any break points. And that was a juice point at 30 all. And what he was doing really well throughout the whole match was utilizing the slice serve out wide. He was dragging Medvedev out, which obviously we've seen a lot of people try to do against Medvedev with you know, varying success depending on player and performance. But Djokovic just pulled it off to a T. Uh, and Medvedev didn't really know what to do with it pretty much the whole match. Uh, it'd be interesting to see in terms of stats, you know, like how, um, you know, how many times that was successful because I think personally I don't remember many points on that juice side being won by jo- by Medvedev when it was a first serve anyway right I, I just I just don't don't think it happened very often uh, which is you know a bit of a shame because I was thinking especially after the Alcaraz win that Medvedev would have maybe solved that out a little bit because he hasn't changed his return position but it just seemed like maybe he uh, was going to be able to to sort that out, but uh, and maybe not have so much trouble with that serve. But what Djokovic did is he dragged him out and then he came forward and served and volleyed, and that's something that he's done a lot uh, against Medvedev when it's come down to um, playing against him since that 2021 loss at the US Open final. Um, he's utilized that tactic and he's had success with it. Um, for the most part, to be honest. And it's obviously a tactic that someone like Alcaraz has utilized as well, but what Medvedev did really well against Alcaraz was in those major points, in those crucial points, he was actually coming out on top in them, even though Alcaraz, I think, had a 77% or 72% success rate at the net, which is good. Well, (laughs) you think that's good? Listen to this. 37 out of 44 net points won for Djokovic during the match. That is absolutely phenomenal. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. One is because he just served and volleyed really well and also volleyed generally well at the net. But the other factor, which I think we definitely need to discuss as well, is the fact that Medvedev didn't... One, he wasn't good enough when it came to stopping Djokovic from coming to the net and coming to the net in comfortable positions. And two the passing shots just weren't really there from Daniel today. It really wasn't. And it was a massive shame because, you know, I think this was bubbling up to be a really, really good match. Like a, one of those, I say, classic matches. But that second set was really crucial for Medvedev and he just couldn't get over the line. And uh, it was really proved by the first set, you know, all those 30 all games, and he just wasn't able to break Djokovic. And Djokovic broke him in the opening service game of Daniels, which was a, a loose game, a double fault, a couple of errors, and then Djokovic hit a really, really good forehand line uh, in a rally, which, uh, you know, I think there's not much you could do at that point. The other three points, I mean... Yeah, not great. And Medvedev did struggle with this serve on and off throughout the match. I just wasn't quite able to find as much rhythm as we maybe would have expected. And I did say in my in, well before the match that I think Medvedev had to serve really well to win this match. And I don't think he served quite good enough to win it, uh, in honesty. But yeah, so that first set, pretty straightforward to Djokovic. Second set was an hour and 45 minutes, by the way, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so... 7-5 was a tiebreak score. It was Medvedev was 3-1 up at one point. He was 3-1 up. And then uh, Djokovic just 
yeah, took the tiebreak by the scruff of the neck, to be honest with you. And he didn't play an incredible breaker, but he played solid. And Medvedev made some ridiculously weird errors as well. Um, he started getting frustrated with the slice serve out wide from the juice side. So he started trying to go ambitiously down the line uh, a good two meters to the right, uh, trying to go around the net post. And he kept on going into the tram lines. And I was just thinking, you can make that maybe one every 10 times. Yeah, he keeps on trying to kept on trying to do it, which is just weird, really, really weird to see. Uh, but yeah, that was that was strange. Um, and then there were three points where he was uh, so he was actually five four up. Daniel, he played three very passive points. Uh, so that 5-4 Djokovic was serving and he got into a backhand to backhand Medvedev and rather than taking the impetus and try and go line first or try and go down the middle or just try and do something you know to just disrupt the rhythm in the rally and try and take control of it he was happy to just go backhand to backhand and not with a lot of pace uh, not a lot of risk at all and was hoping I think that Djokovic was going to make the mistake to open up set points for him and rather than doing that, he let Djokovic come onto him, and Djokovic went massive with the backhands towards the end of that rally. Went backhand cross big, and then went line to finish off the point, uh, which was a shame. And then, yeah, Daniel made a couple of mistakes uh, as well, which was you know in the, in the last two points, which is which is a shame because you just felt that he played such a good set of tennis, and he actually had two set points at. So it was, he was 6-5 up on Djokovic's serve. He had two set points and he fought really hard. In all fairness, Djokovic served two double faults in that game. Uh, from the ad side, he was struggling a little bit from that side for some reason, um, midway through the second set onwards uh, with a few double faults. Uh, but Jok- but Medvedev kept on, I think they had maybe four or five juice games and Medvedev kept on knocking on the door, kept on knocking on the door, had two breakpoint opportunities. He didn't play those break points particularly well. Djokovic was clutch as well, to be fair to him as well. Um, a couple of times came to the net uh, in break point or big points. And, uh, you know, there was only really one point that where Djokovic got broken in that third set and uh, got broken back even in that third set where you thought, okay, he hasn't played that point particularly well. But all of the big points, apart from that one, all Djokovic. He just managed them a lot better. And he came out clutching them. And, and that's exactly what happened that tiebreaker, to be honest with you. He, he came out clutch. Djokovic said himself after the match that that second set, Daniel was a lot closer to winning. And he was because he already had two set points going into the tiebreaker. Uh, so that was definitely, I, I think, a gut-wrenching loss of a set for Medvedev. And after that, I just thought I couldn't see him doing much in the third set. And, and in, all, in all fairness to him, as I said, he got the break back, but then he got broken back straight away. Uh, and he did force Djokovic to serve out the match as well, uh, which, you know, was good. Uh, I thought, you know, he was struggling his love 30 down at 5-2. So, yeah, look, you know, he, he definitely fought, and we'll talk about tactically as well, that, that there were some positives for Medvedev, and it's just a shame that he wasn't able maybe to drag it out as much as he could have. Uh, but Djokovic, you know, that, that the net stats are just ridiculous while they were talking about, but I said before the match, and I said it during as well, if the rallies get longer, Medvedev was going to have more and more chance of winning them. Now, in the first two sets, that was the case for the most part. 
Uh, as the rallies got longer, they played some incredible rallies. I think one was like 36 shots long. This one was like maybe 40 shots. And Mojo was winning these points. He was. He was breaking down Djokovic. Djokovic was looking like he was gassing out after uh, getting into these exchanges. And he has said before he doesn't want to get dragged into these physical exchanges. And it's funny because when he'd play a point like that, more often than not, he would then come to the net for the, ne for the next point to try and conserve energy. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it was intriguing to see. And obviously, in terms of endurance and stamina, it seems like Medvedev has the upper hand. But the issue is Djokovic has all these other tools he's able to utilize, like the serve to get three points off the serve, like the vo serve and volley, like the net game, uh, like the drop shot at times, trying to drag in Medvedev, which you know he had varying success with. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes Medvedev just you know put it away because it wasn't good enough. Other times it did come off. Uh, same with the lob as well. And... Yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things that you're watching it thinking, like, Medvedev, could he have done anything much better? Uh, because, you know, those rallies were coming out and he was playing some incredible tennis defensively, Medvedev, and he, Djokovic was throwing the kitchen sink at him and he was just able to hit, not only absorb uh, the ground strokes, and this was Djokovic going line a lot, and he did this really impressively in the first set, as well, uh, was being willing to go line early in rallies with the forehand or backhand, and he was having success with it. Medvedev, though, started to be able to soak up those ground strokes and not only soak them up, but go and soak them up and bring them back with a lot of depth as well to Djokovic, and both players were just hitting the ball very cleanly, uh, defensively incredible as well, and, and some really lung-busting rallies in the final for sure which Medvedev was enjoying a lot of them. And you could see he was taking a toll on Djokovic. And in that second set, he just did not look like someone who, you know, midway through the second set is when they kept on having those really long rallies as well. And he just looked absolutely spent. There was a service game or a turn game where I, I almost think he barely did anything. And it was almost like a concession to say, look, I think I'm, I'm almost out of it. I need to just recover a bit physically. Uh, but yeah, that was impressive. I think Daniel, there's a few things that we can talk about for him. Uh, the positive was, though, that shot tolerance, being able to stick with Djokovic, win uh, you know, a portion of those longer rallies. I think he would have liked to have won more of those as well. But I you know Djokovic you know, was the original uh, you know, backboard, to be honest with you, about 10 years ago. And he's evolved since then. But yeah, that, that's the type of player that he was. But. Yeah, and then the third set, look, as I said, they traded breaks and then uh, Djokovic broke again and then he served it out and served out pretty comfortably. There's a few things I want to highlight here about both players. Now, first of all, about Medvedev, I think he stopped slicing. <laughs> um, he sliced the backhand a few times. I just think it's really awkward. I don't think it's effective. He may as well just put it back in the locker for now until he works on it. And if it becomes good, then great. But I just don't think it's for him. I also think he could have served a lot better. Um, in all honesty, I don't think he served as well as he could have. Uh, that was a shame. And uh, returning-wise, I think Djokovic, as I said, that juice side, eventually he started trying to find some angles cross-court, um, did Medvedev, but it took him a long time to figure it out, in all honesty, which is a bit of a shame because kind of most majority of the serves from the juice side were coming into that forehand, dragging him out. Uh, so... Yeah, a few things for him to ponder for sure. And I think also taking the impetus in the big, big 
big, big points, right? When you have a break point, uh, when you have a game point, making sure that you're trying to take it. And of course, it's calculated aggression. It's not being reckless, but I just felt like he was very much safety first. Maybe there have been a lot of those big rallies and looking for Djokovic to make the mistake, which you can't always rely on because Djokovic doesn't make that many mistakes, generally speaking. And even with a slightly more aggressive style, his, his errors are relatively low. So, yeah, I think it's intriguing to see what Medvedev does next. Also, coming to the net, <laughs> there are a couple of points we've heard that he did win at the net, and actually his stats read pretty well for net points. Uh, it is, if I can get it up, it is 16 out of 22, 73%, which is pretty good. Uh, but he does look awkward. So when he comes, I think he needs to work on that. Uh, his volume is not the best as well. So definitely something to work on. But for Djokovic, look, I mean, there's not really much else to say. He definitely struggled, as I said, physically in that second set. But what he did fantastically well was just manage manage himself. He knew, okay, fine, if I'm struggling, what do I need to do? I need to probably shorten the points more. I need to serve and volley. I need to be brave. And that's exactly what he was against uh, Medvedev was Djokovic. And I, I think, you know, he was very, very intelligent in that way. And, you know, he said he was struggling in some of the rallies, but then he came through because uh, he adapted what he needed to do, which is really, really impressive uh, for sure. But yeah, look, Djokovic too strong for Medvedev. In terms of what next, I mean, Medvedev will take this as I've won one out of five finals against the big three. Djokovic twice, Nadal three, uh, sorry, Nadal twice, Djokovic twice. Uh, he's won one, which was against Djokovic in the US Open 2021 final. I do hope he wins another one because I think he should go down as a great rather than just a really good player. Uh, he's won other titles and not just that, but I think his personality, his charisma as well is up there. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Medvedev, but I'm sure he'll be there or thereabouts, especially on the hard courts. And then in terms of, yeah, everything else, I just think... For, I think the second serve as well needs to be sorted out a little bit. I think he struggles to consistently hit it and uh, consistently hit it well. I think for Djokovic, not really much to say, to be honest with you. He was just, he was very, very good at managing the match situation as he always is. And he was clinical in a lot of the points, to be honest with you. So, you know, kudos to him. And he now has won his 24 slam. Uh, which is incredible, uh, which means, yeah, he's now <laughs> he's now a top of the building, which is just, yeah, in insane, to be honest with you. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember to that like button, do subscribe if you're new, and do the rating review if you're listening on a podcast platform. It says a one next to Djokovic. I mean, he doesn't really seem like he's going to slow down anytime soon. Three out of the four slams won this year. And by the way, a crazy stat here for you. Uh, Djokovic has only ever lost from two sets of love down when uh, it was once, by the way, the Roland Garros called to finals against Jürgen Meltzer. Apart from that, they've played like 200 matches or something, so 250 matches. So that's incredible that it's only have ever happened once, uh, which is phenomenal. So, yeah, thank you very much, guys. Let me know your thoughts on the final and Djokovic winning, and we'll see you very, very soon.